Hello and welcome my friends to the first ever Patreon episode, the bonus episodes where I delve into longer format stories and where I shall also do more involved episodes on the darker occultism and esotericism and and wonderful things like that. Um, But to start off with, I'm going to be reading the play Faust by Johann Wolfgang von Gott. It's a tragedy in five acts, and I shall be reading the version that is translated by Professor John Stuart Blackie and can be found over at Project Gutenberg. The link shall be in the show notes or the thing that goes up on Patreon with it. Uh, This is quite a long tale with many characters, and therefore I shall not be doing um, voices for the characters as uh, I will forget what voices I have done. So, enjoy. Faust, a tragedy. Dramatis Personae. Dr. Henry Faust, a scholar. Wagner, Faust's servant. Mistopheles, a devil. Margaret, Faust's love, also called Gretchen. Martha, Margaret's neighbour. Eliza, an acquaintance of Margaret's. Valentin, Margaret's brother. Altmeyer, Brander, Frosch, Siebel, patrons of Albrecht's wine cellar. Students, spirits, women, angels, servants, beggars, soldiers, peasants, cat apes, witches, director of the theatre, leader of the orchestra, idealist, realist, sceptic, etc. A dedication, prefixed to later editions of Faust. Ye hover nigh dim floating shapes again, that erst the misty eye of fancy knew. Shall I once more your shadowy flight detain, and the fond dreamings of my youth pursue? Ye press around, resume your ancient reign, as from the hazy past ye rise to view. The magic breath that wafts your airy train stirs in my breast long slumber chords again. Ye raise the pictured forms of happy days. And many a dear loved shade comes up with you, like the far echo of old memoried lays. First love and early friendship ye renew, old pangs return, life's labyrinth in maze. Again the plaint of sorrow wanders through, and names the loved ones who from fate received a bitter call. And left my heart bereaved, they hear no more the sequel of my song, who heard my early chant with open ear, Dispersed for ever is the favouring throng. Dumb the response from friend to friend so dear, My sorrow floats an unknown crown among, Whose very praise comes mingled with strange fear, And they who were once pleased to hear my lay, If yet they live, have drifted away, And I recall with long unfate desire The realm of spirits, solemn still serene. My faltering lay, like the Aeolian lyre, gives wavering tones with many a pause between. The stern heart glows 
with use rekindled fire. Tear follows tear, where long no tear hath been. The thing I am fades into distant grey, and the pale past stands out a clear today. Prelude at the theatre. Manager of a strolling company, stage poet, merry fellow. Manager. Ye twain in good and evil day, so oft my solace and my stay. Say, have ye heard such word or wandering rumour? How our new scheme affects the public humour. Without the multitude we cannot thrive, their maximum is to live and to let live. The posts are up, the planks are fastened, and each man's agog for something gay and grand. With arched eyebrows they sit already there, gaping for something new to make them stare. I know the public taste and profit by it, but still today I've fears of our succeeding. Tis true they're accustomed to no dainty diet, but they've gone through an awful breath of reading. How shall we make our pieces fresh and new, and with some meaning in them pleasing too? In sooth, I like to see the people pouring into our booth, like storm and tempest roaring. While, as the waving impulse onward heaves them, the narrow gate of grace at length receives them. When long ere it be dark with lusty knocks, they fight their way to the money box. And like a starving crowd around a baker's door, for tickets as for bread, they roar. So, wonder working is the poet's sway. Oh, every heart, so may it work today. Poet Oh, mention not that motley throng to me, which only seen makes frightened genius pause. Hide from my view that wild and whirling sea that sucks me in and deep and downward draws. Not to let someone noiseless nook of refuge be, my heaven remote from boisterous rude applause. Where love and friendship, as a god inspires, create and fan the pure heart's chastened desires. Alas! What there the shaping thought did rear, and scarce the trembling lip might lisping say, to nature's rounded type not always near, the greedy moment rudely sweeps away, oft times a work, through many a patient year, must toil to reach its finished fair display. The glittering gold may fix the passing gaze, but the pure gem gains time's enduring praise. Merry fellow, sure, Time will reap his own, but in our power the moment lies, and we must use this hour, the future, no doubt, in this present's air. But we who live must first enjoy our share, methinks, the present of a goodly boy, as something that the wisest might enjoy, whose ready lips with easy lightness brim, the people's humour need not trouble him. He courts a crowd the surer to impart, the quickening word that stirs the kindred heart. Quite ye, like men, be honest, bards, and true. Let fancy with the merry-sounding chorus, reason, sense, feeling, passion, move before us. But mark me well, a spice of folly too. Manager Give what you please, so that you give but plenty. They come to see, and you must feed their eyes. Scene upon scene, each act may have its twenty. To keep them gaping still in fresh surprise, this is the royal road to public favour. You snatch it thus, and it is yours for ever. A mass of things alone the mass secures. Each come at last and cuffs his own from yours. Bring much, and every one is sure to find, in your rich nosegay, something to his mind. You give a piece, give it at once in pieces, 
Such a rag out each taste and temper pleases and spares, if only they were wise to know it. Much fruitless toil to player and to poet. In vain into an artful hold you glue it, the public in the long run will undo it. Poet. What? Feel you not the vileness of this trade? How much the genuine artist ye degrade? The bungling practice of a hasty school you raise into a maximum and a rule? Manager. All very well, but when a man has forged a scheme and sketched a plan, he must have sense to use the tool the best that for the job is fit. Consider what soft wood you have split, and who the people are for whom you write. One comes to kill a few hours of the night, another with his drowsy wit suppressed, an oversated banquet to digest, and not a few whom lest of all we choose come to play from the reading of the reviews. They drift to us as to the masquerade. Mere curiosity wings their paces. The ladies show themselves and show their silks and laces, and play their part well, though they are not paid. What a dream you of on your poetic height. A crowded house, forsooth, gives you delight. Look at your patrons as you should. You'll find them one half cold and one half crude. One leaves the play to spend the night upon a wench's breast in wild delight. Another sets him down to cards or calls from rattling dice, or clicking billiard balls. For such like hearers, and for ends like these, why should a bard the gentle muses tease, I tell you? Give them more, and ever more, and still a little more. If you would prove your skill and sense, they can't discern the finer quality, confound them with broad sweeps of triviality. But what's the matter? Pain or ravishment? Poet if such your service you must be content, with other servants who will take your pay, shall then the bard his noblest right betray? The right of man which nature's gift imparts, for brainless plaudits basely jest away, what gives him power to move all hearts, each stubborn element to sway? What but the harmony his being's inmost tone, that charms all feelings back in his own? Why listless nature his eternal thread? The unwilling spindle twists around, and hostile shocks of things that will not wed, with jarring dissonance renowned. Who guides with living pulse the rhythmic flow of powers that make sweet music as they go, who consecrates each separate limb and soul to beat the glorious concert with the whole, who makes the surgy swelling billow heave with the wildly heaving breast, and on the evening rosy pillow invites the brooding heart to rest, who scatters springs most lovely blooms upon the path of the beloved one, who plates the leaves that unregarded grow into a crown to deck the honoured brow, who charms the gods, who makes Olympus yield the power of man in poet's arts revealed. Merry fellow. Then learn such subtle powers to wield, and on the poet's business enter, as one does on a love adventure. They meet by chance, are pleased and stay, or being pressed just for a day. Then hours to hours are sweetly linked in chain, till net caught by degrees they find retreat in vain. At first the sky is bright, then darkly lowers. Today find thrilling rapture wings the hours, tomorrow doubt and anguish have their chance, and ere one knows they're deep in romance. A play like this both praise and profit brings, plunge yourself boldly in stream of things, What's lived by all, but known to few, and bring up something fresh and new, no matter what, just use your eyes, 
And all will praise what all can prize, strange motley pictures in a misty mirror, a spark of truth in a thickened cloud of error. Tis thus we brew the genuine beverage, to edify and to refresh the age, to bloom of youth in eager expectation, with gaping ears drinks in your revelation, each tender sentimental disposition sucks from your art sweet woe-begone nutrition, each hears a part of what his own heart says, while over your quickening spectre sways. These younglings follow where you bid them go, lightly to laughter stirred or be turned to woe. They love the show with an easy swing, follow the lordly wafture of your wing. Your made-up man looks cold on everything, but growing minds take in what makes them grow. Poet Then give me back the years again, when mine own spirit too was growing, when my whole being was a vein, or thronging songs within the flowing, then slept the world in misty blue. Each bud the nascent's wonder cherished, and all for me the flowerets grow. That on each meadow richly flourished, though I had nothing then, I had a treasure, the thirst for truth and an illusion in pleasure. Give me the free, unshuckled pinion, the height of joy, the depth of pain, strong hate and stronger love's dominion. Oh, give me back my youth again. Merry fellow. The fire of youth, good friend, you need, of course, into the hostile ranks to break. Or when the loveliest damsels hang by force, with amorous clanging from your neck. When swift your wingsteps advance, to where the race's prize invites you, or after hours of wheeling dance, the nightly deep corrals invites you. But to awake the well-known liar, with graceful touch that tempers fire, and to the self-appointed goal, with tuneful rambling on the roll. Such are your duties, age sirs, nor we, less honour, pay for this, nor stint your fee. Old age, not childish, makes the old, but they are genuine children of a mellow day. Manager Enough of words, tis that we were come to deeds. While you are spinning fine airy phrases fancy free, we might have made some good beginning. What stuff you talk of being in the vein? A lazy man is never in vain. If once your name on the poet's roll, the muses should be under your control, you know I'll want a good stiff liquor to make their creeping blood flow quicker. Then brew the brewst without delay. What was not done today, tomorrow will leave undone for greater sorrow. Don't stand and stare and block the way, but with a firm, set purpose lay. Hold your bright thoughts as they rise to view, and bid them stay. Once caught, they will not lightly run away, till they have done what in them lies to do, among the sons of German play. Each tries his hand at what he may, therefore be brilliant in your scenery, and spare no cost of your machinery. Let sun and moon be at your call, and scatter stars on stars around. Let water, fire, and rocky wall, and bird and beast and fish abound. Thus in your narrow booth met forth, the wide creation's flaming girth, and wing your progress pondered well, from heaven to earth, from earth to hell. Prologue in Heaven The Lord, the heavenly hosts, afterwards, Mistopheles. Raphael The sun doth chime his ancient music, mid-brothered spheres contending song, and on his four-appointed journey, with pace of thunder rolls along. 
Strength drink the angels from his glory, though none may thoroughly search his way. God's work rehearse and their wondrous story, as bright as on creation's day. Gabrielle And swift and swift beyond conceiving, the pomp of earth is wheeled around, alternating Elysian brightness with awful gloom of night profound. Up foams the sea, a surging river, and smites the steep rock's echoing base, and rock and sea, unwearied ever, spin their eternal cycling race. Michael And storm meets storm, with rival greeting, from sea to land, from land to sea. While from there war of virtue floweth, that thrills with life all things that be, the lightning darts his fury blazing, before the thunder's sounding way. But still thy servants, Lord, are praising the gentle going of thy day. All of the Three Strength drink the angels from thy glory, though none may search thy wondrous way. Thy works repeat their radiant story, as bright as on creation's day. Mistopheles Sith thou, O Lord, approachest near, and how we fair wouldest fain have information. And thou of old wert glad to see me here? I stand today amid the courtly nation. Harden, no words of fine address I know. Nor could, though all should hoot me down with the sneers, My pathos would move laughter and not tears. Wert that not weaned from laughter long ago? Of suns and worlds I have naught to say. I only see how men must fret their lives away. The little god of the word jogs and jogs on, the same as when from ruddy clay he took my name. And sooth to say remains a riddle, just as much as when you shaped him from the dust. Perhaps a little better he had thriven, had he not got the show of glimmering light from heaven. He calls it reason and it makes him free, to be more brutish than a brute can be. He is, methinks, with reverence of your grace, like one of the long-legged race of grasshoppers that leap in the air in spring, and straight away in the grass the same old song they sing. For well from the grass he never rose, on every stubble he must break his nose. The Lord Hast thou then nothing more to say, and art thou here again today, to vent thy grudge in peevish spite against the earth still finding nothing right? Mistopheles. True Lord, I find things there no better than before. I must confess I do deplore man's hopeless case and scarce have harped for myself to torture the poor and miserable elf. The Lord. Dost thou know Faust? Mistopheles. The doctor? The Lord. I, my servant. Mistopheles. Indeed, and of his master's will observant, in fashion quite peculiar to himself, his food and drink are of no earthly taste. A restless further drives him to the waste, himself half seems to understand how his poor wits have run a strand. From heaven he asks each loveliest star, earth's chiefest joy must jump to his demand. And all that's near, and all that's far, soothes not his deep-moved spirit's war. The Lord Though for a time he blindly groped his way, soon will I lead him into open day. Well knows the gardener when green shoots appear, that bloom and fruit await the ripening year. Mistopheles What wager you, yet shall loose that soul, 
Only give me full license and you'll see how I shall lead him softly to my goal. The Lord. As long as on the earth he lives, thou hast my license full and free. Man still must stumble while he strives. Mistopheles. My thanks for that, the dead for me, have little charm my humour seeks, the bloom of lusty life with plump and rosy cheeks. For a vile corpse my tooth is far too nice. It do just as the cat does with mice. The Lord. So be it, meanwhile, to tempt him thou art free. Go drag this spirit from his native fount, and lead him on. Cast thou his will surmount, in perdition down with thee. But stand ashamed at last when thou shalt see an honest man, mid all his strivings dark, finds the right way, though lit but by a spark. Mistopheles. Well, well, short time will show into my net. I'll draw the fish, and then I've won my bet. And when I've carried through my measure, loud blast of trump shall blaze my glory. Dust shall he eat, and that with pleasure, like my cousin the snake in the rare old story. The Lord. And thou mayest show thee here in upper sky, unhindered when thou hast a mind. I never hated much thee of thy kind, of all the spirits that deny. The clever rogue sins least against my mind, for in good sooth the mortal generation, when a soft pillow they may haply find, are far too apt to sink into stagnation. And therefore a man for comrade wisely gets, a devil who spurs and stimulates and wets. But you, ye sons of heaven own choice, in the one living beautiful rejoice, the self-evolving energy divine, enclasp you round your love's embrace benign, and on the floating forms of earth and sky, stamp the fair type thought that may not die. Mistopheles. From time to time the ancient gentleman I see, and keep on the best terms I can in a great lord, tis surely wondrous civil, so face to face to hold talk with the devil. Faust, Act 1, Scene 1, Night. Faust discovered sitting restless at his desk in a narrow high-vaulted gothic chamber. Faust. There now, I've toiled my way quite through law, medicine and philosophy, and to my sorrow also thee, theology, which much ado, and here I stand, poor human fool, as wise as when I went to school. Master, hey, doctor tilted duly, an urchin brood of boys unruly, for ten slow creeping years and mo, up and down and to and fro, I led by the nose, and this I know, that vain is all our boasted lore, a thought that burns me in the core, true, I am wiser than all their tribe, doctor, master, priest, and scribe. No scruples nor doubts in my bosom dwell, I fear no devil, believe no hell. But with my fear all joy is gone, all rare conceit of wisdom won, all dreams so fond, all faith so fair, to make men better than they are. Nor gold have I, nor gear, nor fame, station or rank or honoured name. Here, like a kenneled cur, I lie, therefore the magic art I'll try. From spirits, might and mouth to draw, mayhap some keyed to nature's law, that I no more with solemn show, may sweet to teach what I do not know, that I may ken the bond that holds, the world through all its mystic folds, the hidden seeds of things explore, 
and cheat my thought with words no more. O oh, might thou shine, thou full moon bright, for the first time upon my woes, though whom by this brown desk alone, so oft my wakeful eye have known, then over books and papers rose on me thy sad familiar light, O oh, that beneath thy friendly ray on peaky summit I might stray, round mountain caves with spirits hover, and flit and glimmer meadows over and from all fevered fumes of thy thinking free, bathe me in health within the dewy sea. In vain, still pines my poisoned soul within the cursed dank dungeon's hole, where dimly finds even heaven's blessed ray. Now through painted glass its struggling way, shut in by heaps of books are piled, or worm be gnawed and dust be soiled, with yellowed papers from the ground to the smoked ceiling stuck around, Caged in with old ancestral lumber, cases, boxes without number, broken glass and crazy chair, dust and bitterness everywhere. This is thy world, a world of a man's soul to breathe in, and ask I still why in my breast, my heart beats heavy and oppressed, and why some secret unknown sorrow freezes my blood, and numbs my marrow. Stead of the living spheres of nature where man was placed by his creator, surrounds the mouldering dust alone. The grinning skull and skeleton, arise, forth to the fields arise. And from this mysterious magic, from Nostradamus hand to sage, should guide thee well the raptured eyes, shall then behold what force compels. The tuneful spheres to chime together, when taught by nature's mightiest spells, thine innate spring of soul upwells, as speak one spirit to another, in vain my thought gropes blindly here to make those sacred symbols clear, ye unseen powers that hover near me, answer, I charge ye, when ye hear me. He opens the book, and sees the sign of macrocosm. Ha! What ecstatic joy this page reveals at once through all my thrilling senses flowing! Young holy zest of life my spirit feels in every vein, in every nerve, new glowing. Was it a god whose finger drew these signs, that with mild pulse of joy and breath of rest, smoothed the tumultuous heaving on my breath, and with mysterious virtue spread the lines of nature's cipher bare to mortal sight? Am I a god so wondrous pure the light? Within me, in these tokens, I behold the powers by which nature is besold. Now may I reach the sage's words aright. The world of spirits is not barred, thy sense is shut, thy heart is dead. Up, scholars, bathe your heart so hard in the fresh dew of morning's red. He scans carefully the sign. How mingles here in one the soul with soul, and lives each portion in living whole. How heavenly powers ascending and descending, from hand to hand the golden ewers are lending. A bliss exhaling, swing from pole to pole. From the high welkin to the earth's centre bounding, harmonious all through the great all resounding. What a wondrous show, but ah, tis but a show. Though I grasp thee, thou infinite nature wear. And you, ye teeming breasts, ye founts whence flow, O living influences fresh and fair, Where upon the heavens and earth dependent hang, Where seeks relief the withered bosom's pang, Your founts still well, and I must pine in vain. He turns the book over impatiently, and beholds the sign of the spirit of the earth. What a different working hath this sign, thou spirit of the earth, I feel thee nearer, already sees my strength and spirit clearer, 
I glow as I had drunk new wine, new strength I feel to plunge into the strife and bear the woes and shares the joys of life. Buffet the blasts and where the wild waves dash, look calmly on the shipwreck's fearful crash. Clouds hover over me, the moon is dim, the lamp's flame wanes, it smokes, red beams dart forth around my head, and from the vaulted roof falls a cold shudder down and grips me. I feel thou hoverest near me, conjured spirit, now reveal thee. Ha! How swells the, with wild delight my bursting heart and feelings strange and new. At once through all my ravished senses dart, I feel my inmost soul made thrall to thee. Thou must, thou must, and were my life the field. He seizes the book and pronounces with a mysterious air the sign of the spirit. A red flame darts forth, and the spirit appears in the flame. Spirit. Who calls me? Faust, turning away. Vision of a fright. Spirit. Thou hast with mighty spells invoked me, and to obey thy call provoked me, and now. Faust. Hence from my sight. Spirit. Thy panting prayer besought my might to view, to hear my voice and know my semblance too. Now bending from my native sphere to please thee, here I am. Ha! What pity terrors seize thee and overman thee quite, where now the call of the proud soul that scorned to own the thrall of earth, a world within itself created and bore and cherished, that the fellows it sated swelled with prophetic joy to leave its sphere and live a spirit with spirits, the rightful peer. Where art thou, Faust, whose invocation rung upon mine ear, whose powers all around me clung? Art thou that Faust who melts my breath away, trembling even in the life's depths of my frame, like a poor worm that crawls into his clay? Thy panting prayer besought my might to view, to hear my voice and know my semblance too. Now bending from my native sphere to please thee, here I am. Ha! What pitiful terrors seize thee! And overman thee quiet, where now the call of that proud soul, that scorns to own the thrall of earth, a world within itself created, and bore and cherished, that its fellow sated swelled with prophetic joy to leave its sphere, and live a spirit with spirits, their rightful peer. Where art thou, Faust, whose invocation rung upon my ear, whose powers all around me clung? Art thou that Faust who melts my breath away, trembling even to the life depths of thy frame, like a poor worm that crawls into his clay? Faust. Shall I then yield to thee, thou thing of flame? I am that Faust, and spirits is my name. Spirit. Where life's floods flow, and its tempests rave, up and down I wave. Flit to and fro, birth in the grave, life hiddens glow with shifting motion, a boundless ocean whose waters behave eternally. Thus, on the sounding loom of time I weave the living mantle of the deity. Faust Thou would round the wide world wendest, thou busy spirit, how near I feel to thee. Spirit Thou art like the spirit whom thou comprehendest, not me. Vanishes. Faust. Not thee? Whom then? I imagine of the Godhead, dwarfed by thee, 
knocking is heard. Oh, death, tis Wagner's knock, I know it well. My familiars, he comes to the... He comes to mar the spell. Woe's me that such bright vision of spheres must vanish when his pedant slave appears. Scene 2 Enter Wagner in nightgown and nightcap, a lamp in his hand. Wagner Your pardon, sir, I heard your voice declaiming. No doubt some old Greek drama, and I came in, to profit by your learned recitation. For in these days the art of declamation is held in highest estimation, and I have heard asserted that a preacher might wisely have an actor for his teacher. Faust Yes, when our parsons preach to make grimaces, as here and there a not uncommon case is. Wagner Alack, when a poor wight is so confined amid his books shut up from all mankind, and sees the world scarce on a holiday, as through a telescope and from far away, how may he hope with nicely tempered skill to bend the hearts he knows not to his will? Faust What don't you feel? You'll haunt to find in vain. It must gush from the soul, possess the brain, and with an instinct kindly force compel, or captive hearts to own the grateful spell. Go to, sit over your books and snip and glue, you wretched piece of work, dressing your rag out from others' feasts, your pitches flame still blowing, from sparks beneath dull heaps of ashes glowing. Vain wonderment of children and of babes, if with such paltry mead content thou art, the human heart to heart he only shapes, who words flow warm from human heart to heart. Wagner but the delivery is a chief concern in rhetoric, and alas, here I have much to learn. Faust Be thine to seek the honest gain, no shallow and tinkering fool. Sound sense finds utterance for itself, without the critic's rule. If clear your thought and your intention true, what need to hunt for words with much ado? The trim orations your fine speaker weaves, crisping light sheds of thought for shallow minds, and unrefreshing as the foggy winds that whistle through the sapless autumn leaves. Wagner Alas, how long is art and human life, how short! I feel at times with all my learned pains, as if a weight of lead were at my heart and palsy on my brains. How high to climb up learning's lofty stair, how hard to find that helps the guide us there. And when scarce half the way behind him lies, his glasses run and the poor devil dies. Faust The parchment roll is that the holy river, from which one draught shall slake the thirst for ever. The quickening power of science only he can know, for whose own soul it gushes free. Wagner and yet the spirit of a bygone age, to recreate may well the wise engage, to know the choicest thoughts of every ancient sage, and think how far above the best we've mounted high. Faust Oh yes, I trow, even to the stars so high, my friend, the ages that are past, are as a book with seven seals made fast, and what men call the spirit of the age, is but the spirit of the gentleman. Who glass their own thoughts in pliant page and image back themselves? Oh, then, what precious stuff they dish and call to a book! Your stomach turns at a first look, a heap of rubbish and a lumber room. At best, some great stale farce with proclamations, pragmatic maxims, protocols, orations, such as from a puppet's mouth do filthy come. Wagner. But then the world, the human heart and mind, 
somewhat of this to know are all inclined. Faust. Yes, as such knowledge goes, but what man dares to call the child by the true name it bears, the noble few that something better knew, and to the gross reach of the general view. There, finer feelings bared and insight true, from oldest times when burnt and crucified, I do beseech thee, friend, tis getting late, twere wise to put an end to our debate. Wagner. Such learned talk to draw through all the night, with Dr. Faust were my supreme delight, but on the morrow being Easter, I, your patience with some questions more may try, with zeal I followed learning's lofty core, much I have learned, but fain would master all. Exit. Scene 3 Faust Alone Strange how his pate alone hope never leaves, who still to shallow husks of learning cleaves, with greedy hand who dogs for hidden treasure, and when he finds a grub, rejoiced above measure. Does such a mortal voice usurp mine ear, when all the spirit world was floating near? Yet, for this once my thanks are free. Thou meanest of earth's sons to thee. Thy presence drew me back from sheer despair, and shook too keen from mortal nerve to bear. Alas, so giant great the vision came, that I might feel me dwarf even as I am. I, God's own image that already seemed to gaze where truth's eternal mirror gleam, and clean divested of his cumbering ray, fast in the bliss of heaven's vivid ray. I, more than cherub with fresh pulses glowing, whom well nigh seemed through nature's deep veins flowing, like a pure god, creative virtue knowing, with sharp reproof my hot presumption found, one word of thunder smote me to the ground, alas, tis true, not I with thee and thine, may dare to compel the strength indeed was mine, to make thee own my call, but not to chain thee to the charmed spot, when the blessed rapture thrilled my frame, I felt myself so small, so great, but thou didst spurn me back with shame into this crazy human state. Shall I that impulse of my soul obey? Alas, alas, but I must feel it true. The pains we suffer and the deeds we do are clogs alike in the free spirit's way. The godlike essence of our heaven-born powers must yield to strange and still more strange intrusion. Soon as the good things of the world are ours, we deem our nobler self a vain illusion and heaven-born instincts very life of life are strangled in the low terrestrial strife. Young fancy, that once soared with flight sublime on venturous veins, even though thou eternal's throne, now schools her down a little space to own, when in dark engulfing stream of time, our fair face pleasures perish one by one, care nesties deep in every heart, and cradling here the secret smart, Rocks to and fro, and peace and joy are gone. What though new masks she still may wear, Wealth, house and hall, with acres rich and rare, As wife or child appears she, water, flame, Dagger or poison, she is still the same, And still we fear the ill which happens never, And what we lose not our bewailing ever. Alas, alas, too deep, tis felt too deep, With gods may vine, O son of mortal clay, more am I like to worms that crawl and creep, and dig and dig through earth the lightless way, which, while they feed on dust in narrow room, find from the wondrous foot their death blow and the tomb, 
Is it not dust that this old wall from all of its musty benches shows me, and dust the trifling trumpery's all that in the world of moths enclose me? Here is it that I hope to find, wherewith to sate my craving mind. Need I spell out page after page to know that men in every age and every clime have spurned in vain the jaded muscle and tortured brain? And here and there, with centuries between, one happy man belike has been, thou grinning skull. What wouldst thou say, save that thy brain in chase of truth, like mine, with patient toil pursued its floundering way, by glimmering lights that though dim twilight shine, ye instruments in sooth now laugh at me, with wheel and cogwheel, ring and cylinder, at nature's door I stood, ye should have beaten the key. But though your ward be good, and bolt ye cannot stir, mysterious nature may not choose to unveil her secrets to stare a day. And what from mine's eye she stores away, thou canst not force from her with levers and with screws. Thou antique gear, why dost thou cumber my chamber with thy useless slumber? My father housed thee on the spot, and I must keep thee though I need thee not. Thou parchment roll that hast been smoked upon, Long as around this desk and sorrow lamp lit shone, Much better had I spent my little gear, Than with this little to sit smouldering here. Why should a man possess ancestral treasures, But by possession to enlarge his pleasures? The thing we use, not a dead burden, lies. But what the moment brings the wise man knows to prize? But what is this? There is the corner. Why does that flask play the magnet to mine eye? And why within me does this strange light shine, As the soft nightly moon through groves of sombre pine? I greet thee, matchless file, and with devotion I take thee down, And with thy mellow potion I reverence human wit and human skill. Fine essence of the opiate, dew of my sleep, Dear extract of the subtle powers that kill, Be mine the first fruits of thy strength to reap. I look on thee and sooth is my heart's pain, I grasp thee straight is lulled my racking brain, And wave by wave my soul's flood ebbs away, I see wide oceans swell invite my wistful eyes, And at my feet her sparkling mirror lies, To brighter shores invites a brighter day. A car of fire comes hovering over my head, With gentle wafture now let me pursue New flight adventures through the starry blue, and be my winged steps unburdened sped to spheres of uncramped energy divine, and may indeed this life of gods be mine. But now a worm encased in mortal clay, yes, only let strong will high thought obey, to turn thy back on the blessed light of day, and open burst the portals which my most with fear, that fain would pass them by are crossed. Now it is time by deeds, not words, to prove That earth-born man yields not to gods above, Before that gloomy cavern not to tremble, Where all those spectral spheres of dread assemble, Which fancy slave of every childish fear Bids to torment of himself appear. Forward to shine unto the passage dire, Whose narrow mouth seems fenced with hell's collected fire, With glad resolve this leap to make, even though that thing we call our soul should into nothing flow. Now come thou forth, thou crystal goblet clear, from out thy worshipped old case, where thou hast lain and used this many a year. In days of yore right gaily didst thou grace the festive meetings of my greybeard sires, 
When pressed from hand to hand, the draft with that glee inspires, like goodly round, the figures there, pictured with skill so quaint and rare. Each lusty drinker's duty to declare, in ready rhyme, what meaning they might bear. And at one draught to drain the brimming cup, all this recalls full many a youthful night. Now to no comrade shall I yield thee up, nor wet my wit upon my pictures bright. Here is a juice intoxicates the soul quickly, with dark brown flood it crowns the bowl. Let this last draught my mingling in my choice, with blithesome heart be quaffed and joyful voice, a solemn greeting to the rising morn. A sound of bells is heard and a distant choir singing. Choir of Angels Christ is arisen, joy be to mortal man, whom since the world began, evils inherited by sins merited, though his veins creeping, sin bound are keeping. Faust What sweet soft peals, what notes so clear and pure, draw from my lips the glass perforce away, thus early do the bells their homage pay of holy hyming to an Easter day, already sing the quarries of the soothing song that erst round the dark grave an angel throng sang to proclaim the great salvation sure. Choir of Women With spices and balsams all sweetly we bathed him, with cloths of fine linen all cleanly we swathed him, in the tomb of rock where his body was lain we come and we seek our love master in vain. Choir of Angels Christ is arisen, praised be his name, whose love shared with sinners their sorrow and shame, who bore the hard trial of self-denial, and victorious ascends to the skies whence he came. Faust What seek ye here, ye gentle swaying tones, a sweet seraph music mid mortals groans? Soft-natured man may own that soothing chant, I hear the message but the faith I want, for still the child to faith most dear was miracle, nor I may vaunt, to mount and mingle with thy sphere, whence such fair news floats down to mortal ear, and yet with youthful memories fraught this stain, hath power to call me back to life again, a time there was when heaven's own kiss on solemn sabbath seemed to fall on me, the minster bell boomed forth no human bliss, and prayer to God was burning ecstasy, a dim desire of inarticulate good, drove me o'er hill and dale, through wood and wood, and while not tears streamed from my eyes, I felt a world within my rise. This hymn proclaimed the sports of youthful days, and merry makings when the spring began, now memory's potent spell my spirit sways, and thoughts of childhood rule the full-grown man. Oh, sound thou on, thou sweet celestial strain, the tear doth gush, earth claims her truant son again. Choir of the Disciples By death untimely though, laid in lowly grave, soars he sublimely now, whence he came us to save. He and his father's breast, fountain of life and light, we on the earth oppressed, groping through cloudy night. Comfortless left are we, tolling through life's annoy, weeping to flee thee, master thy joy. Choir of Angels Christ is arisen from death's corrupting thrall. Break from your prison and follow his call, praising by deeds of love him who now reigns above, feeding the brethren poor, preaching salvation sure, joys that shall I endure, knowing nor doubt nor fear while he is near. End of Act First